0: The opinions expressed on this Webmaster Radio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of Webmaster Radio.fm. Any rebroadcast or rendition of this program without the express written consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of. Search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the State of Search. Our hosts sculpt the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media and more. Webmasterradio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Bas Vandenveld and Roy Hoiskies.
1: Hello, it's the longest day of the year, so it's uh, still light here in Holland where it's nighttime. We are uh, happy to be back online and back live with our show State of Search on Webmaster Radio. And of course, with me, Roy. Hey, Roy. Hey, Bas. All's well.
2: All well. All well, good.
1: We're going to get our uh, guest in right away. Uh, She has been on the show before, and uh, she's an all-timer, actually, on uh, the Webmaster Radio. She's been here longer than we have, I think. Um, But I'm happy to have her on the show again. Um, Welcome on our, uh, actually, 60th episode uh, of State of Search, Uh, Lee Evans. Hi, Lee.
3: Hi, guys. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing good, yeah. Uh, Having a... um, Still waiting for the summer to actually begin. Actually, it's just not really good weather here, but now, other than that, uh, busy, <laughs> and that's a good thing. How are always you? A,
3: always a good thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, and how's how's the busy? Uh, how busy is it with you?
3: Oh, I just got back from San Francisco last week. I have a kind of a week off, but it's more the week to recuperate, and then it's back out to San Francisco for all Facebook. So it's a busy, it's busy travel till the end of the month, but then it's like. It, it's a nice month off until SES comes
1: up. So. Yeah, that's SES that's San Francisco, which, uh, which you just said before the show, it's early August, I think. Uh, are you uh,
3: speaking there? Yeah, I'm doing training there, and uh, they probably have me on a few panels that I don't know about yet, but, <laughs> 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 but you know, it usually ends up that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the program's not, um, not uh, uh, online yet?
3: Uh, it's, some of it's there, some of, uh, some of it's there, but I think they're still filling in on some panels. So they have us, uh, they definitely have us the training all up there. So there's different training going on uh, on the first day. And then I guess there's training on the last day uh, by Bruce Clay and Ainclair.
1: Okay. So how's your book doing? Does it sound all right?
3: It's almost at that 10,000 threshold. <laughs>
1: wow, that's good.
3: Yeah. So writing a next one too.
1: Oh wow, which is, what, what's it, what is, sorry, what's it about?
3: Uh, the art of consumer engagement, so not just social media, but how companies are engaging through email and, and video and PR and, you know, search P- and PPC, display ads, everything.
1: So it's the marketing mix entirely. Yeah. Yes. That's going to that's gonna be a big book.
3: Yeah, about 300 and
1: some odd pages I got to write. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a lot. Okay, well, uh, let, let's talk a, bit, a little bit about uh, search and social. and um, Something which is not directly, uh, you, you might think not directly related to uh, search, but it is very much. Uh, domains. Uh, we had a, quite a week this week when they announced, the ICA and then announced that they were now introducing uh, brand domains. So... Um, if you are a big company, because it's going to cost you a lot of money, I think about 130 grand or something start for startups, and then about 30 a year or something like that, uh, a lot of money at least. Uh, you can um, it's a hundred thousand uh, to set up, and another hundred thousand a year additional costs. Uh, you can get your dot whatever company you are. So if you are Nike, then you can get dot Nike, uh, which is actually um, kind of a big thing, right? What do you say uh, to that, Lee?
3: I think it's, it's a huge thing, especially because it so identifies with your brand, especially if you have a short name like Nike or Coke or, or Pepsi. If you've got a long name, then it might not make as much sense. But if you got something catchy, it's, it's definitely about the name or the logo you know, that people know about. And that's what makes the impression. And Everybody that's that's growing up now uh, in in this internet environment will be accustomed to that going forward. So brands are definitely going to want to do this uh, just to help with identifying, you know, and and making that branding and marketing easier. So what do you think?
2: So is is it that much easier? Because I mean, it's still the TLD, and then there needs to be a website in front of it. So it's gonna be marketing. Or uh well, customers.nike or my or shop.nike or e-commerce.nike. I mean that, that's that's the whole is it that much clearer for people?
3: I think it's gonna be about training. I mean, think of it now, think of us now, like we we always are so accustomed to go to dot com. So going to to dot com is is just something that, that we are accustomed to, we've been trained to. So it's about training the, the customers. And if they launch these sites going forward, uh, not just us, you know, we're, you know in 20 years, our children and grandchildren are going to be so accustomed to whatever the name is. It's, yeah, it's, you, it'll be about the marketing.
2: But you're talking about America now. I mean, if you're in Holland, you can get a .nl as well or choose a .info or .nu or .tv or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can choose a .tv in, in the U.S. as well, but it's not a custom, is it? And how many I, people are using dot TV in America?
3: I, I don't think a lot of people are using dot TV in America. Um, not as not as custom as to com. And so this'll be opportunity for like say Nike, if they want to do marketing in China, they could do China. You know, so then that way when their marketing goes out, okay, they go specifically to the, the Chinese site and, and and can market it that you know, they can market it that way. Um, you know, forward these domains over. And it's, it's more about training your customers and, and training your audience, I, I think. And it'll be easier to do that with these, I th- with these easier domain names at the end.
1: Do you think they're going to be using it as a social uh, tool? Like you can get, uh, get your own .Nike website now? Like- I,
3: I would not doubt that companies are thinking in that, in that forward manner. It just depends on on how custom their audience is, you know, their 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 communities are to wanting to do something like that.
1: Yeah, so pro- probably could could be interesting to actually uh, get a grip of your, uh, well, your potential clients, so to speak.
2: Yeah, you could get get uh, Facebook, for instance, f, f, dot fb. I don't know. Dot fb.
1: Yeah. Well, I not
2: but that's the whole problem. I, uh, I, th- I don't think it's it, it's going to create a lot of chaos and havoc, I, I think, it, it, at least the first couple of years. I mean, if I look at, at the way how people are treating Dutch or German or whatever kind of shops, they don't know the difference between, I mean, a lot of people in Holland don't even know what the difference is between a and a .nl. They just type what's on. If they remember, they just type what what, what they're, us- they're used to type. So I'm thinking it's, it's going to cause a lot of problems uh, at first. Uh, at least for, the, it's going to cost a lot of training to get that in the behavior of people, how, how to manage that. I don't see it as as a big... I mean, maybe for IBM or for, for FB, uh, Facebook, or uh, maybe for Nike, that, that would be some of the customers. I think, okay, there's, there's, these could be clients that would be working on it, like Microsoft, MSFT, maybe everybody has a stock evaluation could uh, would, would register their stock shorter shorteners something like that re-
1: they're gonna register for sure at least the biggest ones I think mm-hmm. they don't they or or is, is that already secure for them so that we we cannot steal dot Microsoft for example
3: I think they've learned enough uh, through cyber squatting and and they set this in place that if Somebody wants to Microsoft. It's got to be somebody from Microsoft doing yeah. that. I, I don't think they're
2: going to run into that anymore. No. Now you have to be the brand, the trademark owner of it, uh, as far as as I've understood. But but still, then I mean, it, that MS MSFT. I, w- I would definitely book book the the stock stock uh, sh- the short names for stock. Yeah. I mean AAPL. Would love so to what, have. So like what that. does
1: this mean for the domainers? Can, can they get business out of this? Because if it's only a brand which can uh, claim their own brand, so to speak, then there's no work for the domainers.
2: No, but if you're smart against it, I think you, you need to have a trademark for it to, to actually get that uh, TLD. Uh, so it, it, for a domainer, there's not that much to gain, I think.
3: Yeah, I, I think the days of you know, cybersquatting on Walmart.com and getting, getting millions of dollars for it are, are kind of gone.
1: I thought that too uh, actually a few years ago already but then I went to the domain fest and, and they were selling restaurants.com for 8 million and I was like is that still going on and
3: Well, restaurants.com is is more a general term I think cyber squatting on the on the, the trademarks or cyber squatting on the name, you know the big yeah. names that you know those those um that those days are gone but the restaurants.com or you know like, Sex.com. Those are general. Those ones, the domainers can still, you know, work with. But mm-hmm. you know, the other ones are not yeah, so. Yeah, that's
2: like the, that's like Main Street real estate. I mean, it's it's like the the best best shown spot in city. Yeah, it's on it's on Fifth Street. So,
1: so, so, okay. The domainers, uh, they, they, this is nothing, which which is good for the domainers. Could be interesting for uh, the social marketers in, in in terms of uh, connect your your, your uh, peers to your brand by giving them, a, for example, a website or selling them websites, whatever. Um, what's in it for the SEOs? Is this because there's been some debate online about whether or not this is interesting for uh, the SEO? What do you think, Roy? Jordi? SEO here?
2: Well, it depends on how fast Google is going to implement, our, and Microsoft of course, it's going to implement um, the, 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 the TLD as a general one and, and how you're going to do the, you know, the geographic well, location of it, or allocation. It depends on how, how fast Google is going to work with that. You can set it in probably the Webmaster Tools and then it will work. I don't think it has that much of a big implication in it.
1: Um, not as I see it, no, I th- I, uh, Danny Sullivan wrote a piece about it on, on Search Engine Land and he also said, well actually, they, they, it doesn't mean anything for, for your Google rankings, it doesn't, there, there's no... Uh, well, I don't um, think,
2: at least there's not. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I wouldn't worry too much about getting that whole thing, I mean, it, it, please spare me the two 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 hundred grand, or what was it? 100,000? Yeah, yeah, a hundred, yeah but you, another 4 year registration, right? please spare me that money and just start using it as, as better well whatever you're going to need I mean it, I don't see the real value with it for a brand to start using it, uh, it I don't know
1: well uh, how about the marketing part of it uh, Lee is there for the for a brand will they is there something they could use this
3: for well I think at, if it, it's just that, again it goes back to that how you train your customers it, think of it like with QR codes, right? QR codes right now are really big in, in Southeast Asia. Everybody knows how to use them. They don't even think about it. And we always think whenever we want to go to a website, we want to type .com. you know, whatever, whatever brand name.com. So, and, and we've, we've come up, we've been, you know, sort of raised in this environment. Once we learn something, that's what it is. It's, it's going to be about how you market to your, your customers and utilize that. And if companies start doing it in the right way, you're going to see more companies adopt to it. So if Coke or Nike or Apple or Google, for that matter, start buying these, you know, dot and their their name uh, instead of the dot com and start moving people over to doing that, then that's just more branding that they can use, you know, branding opportunities that they can use. Because right now it's kind of limited Because you got www or you just, you know, you don't, you drop the www and you use the name.com and then some people might put this, there might be confusion with subdomain or folder or, you know, if you're, if you're directing them somewhere. But if you have, you know, you want to send them to a very specific Chinese page or, you know, Dutch page, you can use certain things and then dot the name. So once you start training the people there, it it just gives you more opportunity for different different ways to market to your your audience.
1: Which for the bigger brands actually is not that difficult if you now look at everybody using Facebook uh, in commercials and stuff like that. People are used to going to the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So probably it's not that difficult to get people to actually get used to that kind of uh, uh, TLEs.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, What I was wondering, maybe maybe you know, Roy, um, if they can – change this, so if they can put the TLEs there, how come they can't take away the HTTP, which is, I, I believe, useless?
2: You don't have to use that anymore for a lot of browsers.
1: Yeah, for a lot of browsers. No, but how come that it's still used in a lot of addresses and, and, and online, why, why don't we just drop that altogether, everybody just to say, okay, we we'll never use HTTP again?
2: What service are you gonna use? If you're typing in, uh, pff, well, uh, Stateofsearch.com. What's it going to do? Is, is it going to go t- looking for your mail server or your FTP server or your SSH channel, or is it going to look for a secure connection? Or
1: uh, well, good point. Yeah. Well, that's, maybe that's the reason. Well, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I think I understood that um, HTTP actually wasn't necessary to to use, so that it was kind of useless that we. Oh, you don't had have to. It.
2: But but you, the browsers all. all Looking for uh, HTTP to ask for it, and then they know it's going to be probably it's going to be about port 80, uh, and then port 80 is going to be a web server. It's going to be configured on your web server for it. Yeah. It's just it's just the protocol you're you're at least at, at the old protocol that you're trying to use. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get to a different topic. Uh, I think uh, we've had enough of the domains for now. <laughs> um, <laughs> which uh, we'll see what happens with that and uh, whether or not brands will pick it up uh, really quickly. Um, let's go for a first break, and then after break we'll talk some more with uh, Lee Evans, our guest today. And um, as if you have, if, if you are listening live, we don't have the chat room uh, online, but you can tweet to us, use hashtag Search and then we'll pick it up and uh, talk about it. So, uh, Brasco, can you take us to the commercials?
0: State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. SEO 101 on
3: WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Catch us Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here are your hosts. Welcome back. It's
1: the second part of the State of Search show on Webmaster Radio. Today we are joined by uh, Lee Evans, uh, who's been very busy, busy lately, and uh, she'll tell us a little bit about uh, her blogging conference she was at uh, later on. Um, just want to ask you, Lee do you have a WordPress site?
3: Uh, yes, we do. Uh, uh, Lebec is, lebecim.com is all run with WordPress.
1: Okay. How's that going? Is, is, do, you, do you like it?
3: Oh, I, I love WordPress. And, and we have a few other ones that <clears throat> we have, them and I have some friends that are on our server that we put the, the WordPress on. But, you know, we, we still have to keep up with all the, making sure the updates are done. And, and uh, Michael Venemar actually just helped us uh, a lot. We got uh, one of our sites got compromised, so we had to have him come in and take a look at what the heck was going on. And uh, I'm I'm technically inclined, but I can be a little bit dangerous. So I'd much rather have him do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, um, um, Roy's a, also a, a big uh, WordPress fan, I know, and uh, he's a he's one who also builds websites in WordPress. Um, Roy, is is it easily hackable, WordPress?
2: Um. Everything's easy hackable. <laughs> it's not. It depends on the plugins you're using. Depends on how well you're working with the security part on it. Um, it. But it's open source, so you, you and and it has a huge user base, which actually makes it more ha- uh, to be wanted to be hackable than than, than everything else. But it it is it, in your own hands. The core of WordPress is kind of okay if, if it, you're if you're still using only using the core. Mm. But not a really. lot of sites do actually.
1: If if I, um, I did uh, uh, especially in the past, I did a lot of um, well CMS selections, and then uh, when WordPress came up or open source came up, uh, at big at the bigger companies, the, always the fear was it's going to be hacked. Uh, so, yeah. and that was always difficult to answer. Well, yeah, anything can be hacked. That's, like you said, that was. Well, it the
2: depends on what you're running. If you're running something like like 25 other. People are running. There's no use in, in, in sticking time to, to get stuff like that act unless it's the New York Times, for instance. I mean, that's that's different. But but I mean, Wall Street Journal is is parts. Of the Wall Street Journal blocks are running on WordPress. I think all the blocks in the New York Times are running on WordPress. Uh, there's there's lots of sites. I think a lot of Chicago Tribune sites uh, Tribune sites are actually running on WordPress. Mm. So uh, it, it's not that it, you you cannot waterproof waterproof it or hack proof it if you'd like. But, uh, but it's still the, the, peop- the, the, the administrator of the blog who's going to be the weakest link in most cases. If you're running a plugin that hasn't been, you haven't checked the code, and there are still, well, I know uh, that, that there are plugins there that there are still test files in there, in which you can upload files and you can execute files after uploading it. I mean, it, as long as you're, you're not um, worried about uh, consequences like that, yeah, sure, it can be hacked.
1: Mm. Um, well, you talk about uh, the, uh, the, the webmasters who, were, who might not know all they need to know. Um, Google decided to help them out a little bit. Uh, last week, I saw a couple of people already tweeting about it that in their Google Webmaster Tools, they got a notification that they needed to update their, um, their, their, their WordPress uh, because the version was out of date. And then this Monday, I myself even got an email from one of my sites which was not up to date. So, uh, from Google, urging me to actually update the uh, uh, the WordPress plugin, which is something they actually started doing um, originally, I think back in 2009. At least that's when they said they were going to do it and uh, at least not- not- notify people who have old versions or old plugins of. Uh, open source stuff, uh, something they could see, and uh, not- notify them through uh, Webmaster Tools. And now they uh, seem to, um, uh, almost two years after, they seem to have started uh, doing that. Um, is that a good thing? What do you think, Roy? Uh,
2: Google uh, advising you to update? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the fact that Google has to help you with that is, is, is really a bad thing. I mean, it's sweet of Google to do so, but you're still a really sucky webmaster if you're logging into your webmaster tools and see, oh my god, you haven't updated your website. I mean, if that's yeah. happening, um, I w- well, in Well, in, for in, in,
1: in, yeah, in my case, I've got a lot of websites which I hardly use anymore and just try it out as a test environment, stuff like that. And it's those kind of websites I get the notification from. But I think there are plenty of webmasters who actually have no idea.
2: But do they have the idea of the webmaster tools then?
1: Yeah, good question. <laughs>
2: that's
3: a very good point. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, that's the whole problem with this. I mean, fairly nice and very, very sweet of them to help you out with it. But I mean, how many people are actually going to look for it? I think 99% of the people are looking into the webmaster tools. Well, may- maybe some maybe some marketing managers, uh, something like that. A real upper class, uh, upper class, no, not the word, like upper management. Uh, that, that well, a per SEO manager for, pff, let me call a big company, a Fortune 500 company is just checking into his webmaster tools for search queries or something like that because that's something you heard on a conference and he sees that maybe the whole uh, corporate blog network is outdated. That could trigger something, but in the end, that that's not going to be more than, I think it's not going to be more than 10%, 20% of the people who use it. What do you think, Lee? Uh,
3: I think it's, if somebody's used to just always going into the Google Webmaster Tools, if they are totally, you know, believing in, in Google, it's probably a nice, um, a nice have a nice, nice to have thing in there. But I, you know, it it's like Grace said, if they're if they're using Google Webmaster Tools to, to let them know that, hey, I need a WordPress update. And they're not looking at their own dashboard where it has that great big thing that says you need to update your. Update your WordPress, it might be a little bit um, concerning. But then you also have to think about there could be the technical team. You might have somebody running your technical end and you have somebody running your marketing end, and maybe your technical person isn't on the same schedule as your marketing person. And maybe somebody's got to say to somebody, you know, go update WordPress because Google's telling me it needs to be updated.
2: Okay? Mm-hmm.
3: So there could be those situations because a lot of small business owners. Um, they might rely on a webmaster you know like a, a local webmaster type person or designer to go in and, and be updating their, their WordPress because they're afraid to go in and, and do that themselves.
1: So it could be for those who run about 30, 40 maybe more sites and then just forget about one or two of them because they <laughs> hardly have to use it and then get an email from Google saying hey, um, check it out.
2: If you said that, yeah. I mean, there's still, you don't even know if your email is going to arrive. I, th- I think it would be better for, for them to put this whole Webmaster thing into Google Analytics, actually. Or maybe I'm saying something really stupid over here, but <laughs> maybe I I'm hate just thinking about to it. Go,
3: I absolutely <laughs> hate having to go to two different places to find about my Webmaster tools and, yeah. and yeah. My, my analytics. I want to be able to like flip, you know, flip really easily. Sure, at the top, I can go to analytics, but I want to be able to, have it in the left-hand, you know, menu, and say, "Look, pop it down, and tell me if there's any notifications for any of my sites."
2: I agree. I agree. And, and the same with uh, the whole um, what they're doing. If, if you do a site query, site colon query, uh, they're going to advertise you with AdWords. So, are you already in Google Webmaster Tools? They could do something like that. I mean, we notice you're not verified with uh, any Google Webmaster Tools account. Could you please, you can do that over here. I mean, you don't have to log in. Here you go, here's a link for it. And well, the, the other thing is we can help you with protecting your site. We can help you with sending notifications. So we all put it in our big, big, nice, sweaty dashboard over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what you want Google to do, but then to completely different Uh, businesses, business units in Google should start talking together, right? (laughs) If Raven Tools can do it, how come Google can't do it? Exactly. (laughs) I think that's easier said than done, I have to say.
1: Well, that's that's the thing with a big company like Google. It's always like, okay, it's so big and you have different different companies within the company, actually, because analytics is totally different from uh, the webmaster Tools, probably, who, who, as you just said, don't communicate, or at least not enough. Um, but that's, I think, for the outsider. It's it's like, what? Why don't you just combine this stuff? It's like, just do it. Ugh. Seems that they're more busy uh, trying to uh, actually get... Uh, um, um, nice social elements into search and nice um, Street View pictures and stuff like that uh, more than this kind of stuff sometimes or am I crazy now?
2: It doesn't make as much money does it? it? <laughs> 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 uh,
1: yeah. Is Street View making them money? Sorry? Is Street View making them money?
2: No but it's more, it's more fun to talk about <laughs> <laughs> which indirectly makes more money then right yeah true what's, what's the word for it again there was this like, like this um, you had really cool online PR KPIs uh, well, I'll have to look them up uh, you get that from me later on okay cool
1: um, okay so uh, Google now notifying uh, um, owners of WordPress blogs to update their WordPress um, doesn't really make a lot of sense uh, is that what we can c- conclude
3: yeah
2: Cool. <laughs> it's nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Thank you, yeah. Frigo. <laughs> Let's just be grateful. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: it's, it's something. They, uh, it's funny that they actually started talking about it two years ago and now only now just uh, roll it out. Let's go on and uh, move a little bit to PR, actually. Um, this is something uh, we found on a uh, UK website, there's a PR agency. Uh, um, and this is kind of the area in which uh, Lee is uh, an expert, so I'm kind of curious how she's going to um, think about this. Um, this PR agency got, um, they lost their biggest accounts uh, using a, a single tweet. And what they did is they, um, they, they their clients is uh, the Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, the, the, it's, that's a game, I think. Um, oh, yeah. In it. it's I a game. It, yeah, I, I see it coming by a lot, but I've never played it. To be really honest. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just That's an old stupid, stupid guy. Only plays football. on <laughs> <laughs> so, I've not I've not played it myself, but I've I know it. So I, I see it coming by a lot of times. So I I think it's a big big one. Big one. And. and um, uh, they are, were the PR agency for Duke Nuem Forever, and they tweeted out that they would punish bad reviews of the game uh, by withholding future releases from reviewers. And um, the PR agency then was, uh, uh, well, fired right away.
2: Well, um, fir- first thing I was, um, let me start off with this first. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I was hearing, I mean, doesn't every reviewer know that if you write really, really crap stories and really, really crap reviews, you're not going to get stuff anymore. I mean, that's that's been like this for ages, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, y- you have to be smart about it. Uh, if you don't like it, you at least should. If you're a reviewer, you should at least find one piece of it that you can point to in a positive light, so that yeah, they'll come yeah. back to you. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, there there needs to be something positive in there. You needs to. Be, I mean, I, I've written a lot of not a lot, not a lot, but. Uh, enough, let's sort of say, a music album, music reviews. And the, the whole problem, I mean, I got, I'm not the most, well, um, it's hard to keep me uh, enthusiastic about something, let's sort of say. So what happened, 90% of the time, I just said it's utterly crap. And it's crap because of this, this, and this. But if you're into, well, this, this, and this, you can probably, you probably like this one as well. I mean, they, they hated me for, for, for busting their balls and making it hard on them. But I was still giving an honest review, and my reviews were always selling people because I just compared it to other artists that are doing the same thing, and people who like that artist will definitely like this one as well. So they were still happy with it, although I give them a shit rating. But people knew, okay, this is an honest rating, and if he says this, he's trustworthy, and I can buy it. But if you're still, if I kept burning it to the ground, it's like utterly crap. I mean, wh- why would they ever give me a review again? It doesn't make sense for them. I mean, it just. Busting their balls and, 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 and well hitting on their sales targets.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lee, isn't this some? Isn't there really something else going on there? Isn't this just uh, somebody working on Duke Nukem uh, PR and just wow? Well, uh, this is going.
3: Tra- this is just this is the epitome of traditional PR that doesn't understand uh, social media, and in social media, there's no control because public relations is about controlling that brand image. Um, you know, presenting your brand or your, your game or your product or, you know, even employees in a positive light. And uh, that's that's all about control. You know, and when you think about all the priming and proper posturing, all these politicians are doing now, you know, and then you have whoever whoever was Anthony Wiener's uh, PR person, probably their head probably exploded. But, <laughs> you know, this 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 is like just classic. Not understanding uh, PR because the, apparently this Redner Group, from from what I can surmise, I've read their Twitter, uh, their Twitter stream. I took taken a look at you know the company themselves because you actually inspired a, a blog post for me, tomorrow, Voss. Uh, okay, <laughs> boss. <contest. cool. laughs> but um, it it it's classic PR uh, acting because they it looks to me like what they were doing was they were handling the reviews. They were tweeting for. 2K, they were, um, you know, talking. You know, they 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 were representing them in a social space, but apparently they were doing the the reviews. They were handling the reviews. And this guy, I don't know this CEO if he's been, uh, you know, trained on the Twitter world or not. But <laughs> what he I think
2: if I looked at the tweet, I think he just forgot to put in the D de- mention thing, right?
3: Well, it, he it looks like his- that. He tweeted it from the Redner group. He didn't tweet it from the Duke Nukem. He tweeted from the Redner group. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't from the 2K. You know, 2K is the, the game publisher of Duke Nukem. It wasn't from the Duke Nukem account. It wasn't from 2K account. It was from their account. So they obviously were contacting gamers through as the Redner group, not as 2K, and and facilitating those relationships. But the problem is, is that gamers are very, you know, rabid community followers. I mean, they talk about, um, they go out to forums and they talk about the cheats and they talk about how to get to this level or hey let's go meet play on this game. So there's it you know gamers by nature are very kind of social in their own circles. So when they started seeing these reviews coming out and they, they you know he wants to try and control it. This is the thing is you can't control this type of thing in social media. It you have to suck it up. You know if you've got a bad game, you got to suck it up and listen to people and fix it. And that's what this guy apparently couldn't get. And all the the posts that say I made a brain fart and I'm sorry aren't gonna make up for the stuff he just destroyed with all those relationships that they mm. probably took months to build.
2: He got frustrated and one tweet just killed it all. Actually, yep. that's, that that's yeah, a but story I mean, short. I mean, it, it, I, mean I, I agree with you on a certain level that you cannot control what's being posted about you. But if you're if you're smart, you can do a whole lot about it. So yeah, I mean that that's that's. I mean it's not that you it's not like you used to do just writing a letter, putting up a big ad in the newspaper and all stuff like that. But still, I mean there's a lot of really well controlled messages around it. I mean look at what Apple's doing, look at what Google's doing. They're really really controlling what what's being published about them. Uh, from from the moment they know that's going to be published, they're in, in touch with you and trying to to help you with, with the subject. I mean, that, that's the whole, it's a different approach, of course, and it's not like uh, counter-reacting to it. But it's just helping you, f- figuring it out. And that, that concerns giving you information, and, and I, I think a lot of journalists as well aren't really, um, they're not really aware that this is already happening to them. I mean, they, don't, they are not even aware that they're being played all mm-hmm. 90% of the time, right?
1: So, how about the other way around? Um, I I saw this happening in Holland a few months ago where uh, this, uh, uh, I think it was a bar or something, a restaurant in a city in uh, in Holland. They said that everybody writing a positive review, they they actually addressed students in that city and everybody writing a positive review would get three bottles of wine for free. (laughs)
3: Hey, I want to
2: go there. (laughs) Why haven't I re- written a review about that
1: one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's the complete opposite way of going, uh, like the, like uh, we're, we're the, this actually, um, and that's not a good thing either, right, Lee?
3: No, and that when when people start seeing that happen, then they, they don't trust the review. You know, they don't. There's no validity to the review because you bought the review, and it's just like if you are caught, like, um, oh, there was a company. Who was it? Um, Shoot, I'm forgetting the name of the company right now. Um but they bought-
2: <laughs> for legal reasons maybe it's even better to not name it.
3: <laughs> yeah, well they, they it was there was an article and everything posted about it. They used they use the mechanical turks, but we're buying um, you know, positive reviews. Mm-hmm. And-
2: does ever doesn't a lot of people don't a lot of people do that?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I- you know, I think there's some point where you can uh, the community is smart. And if you are a person who trusts and relies on, on reviews, you're going to, you're going to believe the ones that have a little more reason why you really liked it in that review. So maybe I really like this restaurant because the person, the waiters are so nice and they always remember to do this, or they're always really quick with the food. It comes out, you know, when it gets real specific, it's more believable. If it's just general, which Which that's what happens with these when you're buying the reviews on like Mechanical Turks because how can you read a book unless you're a speed reader? How can you read a book in two hours, you know, and get what you need to get out of it? So, uh, you know, people, the community, I think, to a point is smart about some of these things.
1: Well, Lee, your book was that good that you you just read it in two hours. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you can't stop reading for himself. So. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's take our, uh, our second break. And then uh, after the break, uh, I want to throw in something, Lee. Uh, maybe you can prepare yourself already. I want to I wanna know about this branch out on Facebook. So uh, let's get to the commercials first, and then uh, I'll talk about that later. So, Bresco, can you take us to the commercials?
0: State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to mySEOTool.com.
3: MySEOTool.com. As you know, being an expert at f
1: <gasps> what did she say?
3: Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our
0: tool to take their f performance to the next level. It's the
3: language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on a Quizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media
0: across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today.
3: Aquizio, Search, social, display, one platform.
2: Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions
0: is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers
2: cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI
0: made simple. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Welcome
1: back to the third part of the State of Search show. And um, we are live today with Lee Evans, who is a uh, social media expert. Well, he's an expert on a lot of fields, but um, I, I would say that in the past few years, you've probably gone and become the expert on social media, right? That's the main thing you do.
3: Yeah, that's that's primarily what we do. We we're we are going more into how all this integrates and and how to build strategies that you know how how all this works together because you can't just do one channel anymore. You have to you have to plan for how all these work together.
1: Yeah, true, absolutely true. Um, so I'm I'm I am i do not know about you guys, but I'm getting like loads of emails these days from uh, branch out. Which um, oh. is something oh. connected to Facebook. Okay, <laughs> I think I don't have to say a lot more. <laughs> but um, it's connected to Facebook, and it's it's some sort of like the professional part of Facebook. At least that's what they're trying to be. Um, I don't know if I can turn it off, but it seems like every day I've got about ten new people who are within my professional um, profile area, something like that. Um, so it's it's about career networking on Facebook. What is that, Lee?
3: I turned it off. I can't, I couldn't stand how often you- it messaged me and put, let people posting on my postings on my wall. Oh, it was just so invasive. And as you know, I, I get really annoyed with, with things that become invasive like that. I mean, to me, I've got LinkedIn for that and LinkedIn's growing, like adding one person a second or one person a minute, whatever that, that metric is. And I just find that much more valuable. I don't, I don't go to Facebook to network professionally that much, and I think there's a lot of people like that that they go to LinkedIn to do that networking. Um, and I just, I just find Branch out incredibly annoying. I could be the the only one that thinks it is, but and I, I don't, I don't use it for that. I don't know about anybody else, but I just don't see the use.
1: <laughs> I I haven't used it yet. Have you used it, this Roy? I've just seen the emails come by. Yeah,
2: the only thing I use Facebook for is posting barbecue pictures, beer pictures, making <laughs> jokes with my friends. So please, no business context on, on yeah. at least not business contacts, which I can have a lot of fun with on Facebook. Please.
3: I've <laughs> seen a lot, a lot of things from this new referral network too. Like you, you hook up with, um, and, and it's yeah. not on Facebook. It's in just in somehow with with emails. It's a new social network where. It's a referral network. If I refer yeah. somebody to you, you know, and, I, think, and that's I, think
2: Darren, I think actually Darren was the first one to, to use it on me.
3: <laughs>
2: Thank you, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Like uh, that. uh, oh. uh, but that's like uh, comparing people to each other, right? It's, it's who do you think is the nicer, more nicer person, and who do you think is more uh, likely to help you out when you've stranded, stuff like that. Isn't that uh, something like that like
3: yeah uh, that branch I just, out I just I just find it incredible. I find it about as annoying as farm bilge. so you know oh, don't ask me for a nail <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I, th- I find it annoying too and, and but it just keeps on coming and coming and coming a few, a few months ago was Quora which just had like 100 followers a day and yeah. then now it's the branch out stuff which just keeps on and coming
3: what seems to happen when it's not an engaging game like you will constantly, if you go out and you look at Farmville and City Life, and even though as marketers we hate those games, those games continually have um, like millions of active users a month, millions upon millions of active users a month, where it seems what I'm seeing somewhat with this, this branch out is people go in, they click on it, they sign up on it because some of their trusted friends have signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And they go in, they might fill out their profile a little bit, and then it gets other people involved. But I don't see, I didn't see people continually using this like they do LinkedIn. Like people post to LinkedIn, like people go out and participate in groups and LinkedIn and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just see it as more like, it's kind of like, oh, geez, what is this? I'm interested. And it, that's what it, people yeah. are doing.
1: It looks like people are signing up, and then and then automatically somehow all their friends are also yes. send an email, something like that.
3: Yeah. and which, When you sign up, it says send an email to all my friends.
1: Which which also means that um, I, you you don't want to know what kind of data goes on behind there because that's another way for for example Facebook to track users and stuff like that. And well, if you're granting
3: them access. If you're When you grant access to that application, you're granting them all the information to your friends. That's one of the things that was, that's part of the reason why I uninstalled the app um, because yeah. I didn't want to give them access to my friends. I, I don't want to give that there. And that was one of the things that says when you get grant, applica- grant access to that particular application, it says you're granting access to your friends.
0: Yeah.
1: which is I, I don't a- think
3: a lot of people notice that.
1: No, people just click on OK, accept and go. Yep. Just just check it out, and then well, if it's nothing, okay. I, I don't look at it anymore, but it's still there. So. It's the okay. Like
2: the whole cookie part in Holland.
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
2: <So. laughs> you want you want to
1: explain that, Roy?
2: Well, there are some politicians over here just thought out that okay, cookie is going to be there's going to be uh, uh, rules about cookies in all European Union. Cool, cool, in Holland we can do better than that, we're going to make it a bit more tighter and then you have to choose every year, every, once every year, if you want cookies or not. So everybody who's a bit smarter than an average politician with a computer said, okay, but you can do that right now with your internet options, right, yeah. in uh, every do, browser. Right,
1: just to make it a little bit worse, once every year for every site.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah of <laughs> course. So
1: oh, it's goodness. not just once a year for your browser, it's once every year for every site you visit.
2: Yeah, it's cool. We love it. Love for love for government.
1: Yeah. So we are next, moving. Next? <laughs> Please next. <laughs> so Lee, are there any cool houses around your place? Because we are moving out of here.
3: <laughs> I was just looking. I was just looking online at houses, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's karaoke time. <laughs>
3: hey, come on over. There's about three houses right around me that are for sale.
2: <laughs> I'm probably joining the pirate party you had uh, somewhere over there. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, Lee, little, uh, really quickly, you went to uh, something which kind of caught my eye. Uh, I didn't know of it. And then I saw it on your Facebook page, actually. Uh, Blogging Strategy Summit. And yeah. Was
3: like, what was that? Um, it's put on by gsmiweb.com. They have a couple different conferences that I'm going to be speaking at for them uh, throughout the year. But Blogging Strategy Summit was really interesting because... Um, it wasn't a huge conference, but it was a lot of big brands there, and a lot of them trying to figure out about blogging. You know, it, it was very interesting. And, and Carrie Morgret was there um, with me too. She was she was blogging for us. She gets blogged on on the Lebec IM blog. Oh, I was just wondering
1: about that. She's she's not working for you. She's guest blogging for you.
3: Well, she guest blogged for us, but we we, we might be bringing her in. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> We're working on that one. <laughs> so she'll be <laughs> guest blogging. Um, so pretty maybe twice a month she'll be guest blogging for us. So, but, cool. um, it was I did a workshop for uh, these brands that you know what do you need to think about with. Uh, search and then not just you know oh you need to make sure your title tags are you know using keywords but what other things now are the search engines looking at beyond these foundational things of putting your keywords in the the content and you know making sure you're using h1 and h2 tags and you know making sure that because all that stuff's foundational, a lot of that's handled by wordpress but what are the other factors and a lot of companies you know you see the light bulbs go on and it's really it's really interesting, but they had a, they had Macy's there, they had um, the South Afri- South African government there uh, in all of these companies trying to figure out how do we get create this content and keep doing it uh, with, with consistency. And then they had uh, Guy Kawasaki as the morning keynote and they had Charlene Lee as the afternoon keynote so that was a really nice that the first day was a really nice set of um keynote speakers but they had a uh, microsoft there doing Forrester and betsy from bing uh with were from the bing side of the house uh and then they had uh dunkin donuts gave a really good presentation about how they vlog uh and we, we learned that there are different types of donuts all over the world. Apparently, there is a seaweed and pork donut in China. That's the best-selling one, and I find that completely disgusting. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sells.
1: A seaweed donut. I seaweed don't even want to think about donut. it. I think. I don't. I think I don't even want to think about how, <laughs> how that tastes. Yuck, yuck. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh yes, it was. It was That's really cool. interesting. It was really nice because it was. a smaller conference that was a lot more intimate so I had to ask these brands some really neat questions and and figure out where they are and you know a lot of these companies aren't as far as what we think they are
1: Mm. so it's quite a big big names for such a small conference then
3: yeah uh, uh uh I guess there's some personal relationships involved in in there, you know, like they know people uh, and bring them in. Of course, you're always gonna to pay them.'re <laughs> yeah. getting away with not paying Guy and not paying Charlene. but um Guy was actually really nice about things. He signed everybody's book and took a picture with with everybody. Um, I had met Guy before when he was at SES, New York, so you know, I'm not it wasn't like you, you already had to picture him again. <laughs> he did a good presentation.
1: Was it the same as a SES or a different one?
3: Oh no, it was a different one. This is about his book enchantment. Okay. Uh, so it was it was interesting. It was you know some new stuff that, that I hadn't heard you know that we hadn't heard before. So
1: that's actually quite interesting because I'm I'm hearing you say that you've actually learned stuff on this conference.
3: Uh, from this, I learned stuff not necessarily like new stuff that that I didn't. I'm lear- I learned stuff like where companies. Where we think these big companies are really aren't where they they are. They're still trying. A lot of these companies are trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. Uh, what, What seems to happen is they see on CNN or they read on AdAge or Mashable that they need to have this or they need to have that. And they're just throwing resources at it and trying to get this stuff up and then They have no way to manage it or they don't even know why they're doing it. Like there's no data to back it up as to why they're doing something. Uh, At least
1: they're doing it. I mean, you could also just say, well, we're not doing anything.
3: Right. But is it helping their bottom line at the end of the day? That's what a lot of us are trying to figure out. You know, is Twitter really working for us? Is Facebook really working for us? Or do we need to be putting more money into blogging and creating content that people are going to use and and share kind of – uh, th- these are questions that they're all asking that, um, you know, in- instead of all these social media pundits ba- bang, you know, banging their chest saying, social media is great, you need to have a Twitter account, you need to have a Facebook page and everything else, they're not saying, you know, you need to do the research and figure out where is what is the best channel to communicate with your your audience with. And that's what these companies are struggling with.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a clinic for big financials uh, in Holland next week and they, they're actually uh, struggling with the same, same stuff. They're, it, some of them are, are doing good stuff, but it's all kind of like they just thought of it and just go ahead and did it and ignored, for example, compliance officers and stuff like that and just <laughs> went on and, and did it just to try it out, um, which uh, sometimes really is surprising or at least um, sometimes it could, could be disturbing, but I, I kind of feel like they're there's no other way. Somebody has to try it out. If you don't try it out, it'll it'll never work. That's my uh, my view on it. Um, okay, uh, cool. Uh, Blogging Strategy Summit. Uh, there's a post also on uh, LeeBeckham.com. Uh, I'll put the link into the show notes, uh, and uh, then you can read it. Uh, post by Carrie Gary, Gary Margaret who was guest posting there. Um, it's about time to wrap up. Actually, I'm just uh, informed by uh, Brasco. Uh, that show is, goes so fast. Um, it's incredible. Uh, Lee, thanks again for joining us. Um, thanks We, should do, we should do this more often, actually, and then just uh, karaoke on afterwards. Uh, uh, Lee can be found uh, as at, Storypinner, Spinner, at Story Spinner on um, Twitter and also at LeeBeckham.com, right? Uh, anywhere else? Facebook. Uh,
3: Facebook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Face <the hook. laughs> Just look for Lee Evans on Facebook. We'll be back next week with uh, a live show. Eight PM Europe, seven UK, two PM East Coast, eleven AM West Coast. Uh, download us from iTunes. Show notes will be online tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Lee, and thanks again, Roy, of course, and Resco. So, see you. Bye bye.